Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing good today. How you doing today, Marvin? Uh, just trying to stay out of trouble. I mean, I guess, you know, the good news in our part of the world in the Mid-Atlantic is it definitely looks like the heat's broken. And, you know, I know in Central Virginia, you guys are looking at lows down in the 40s, but the big news is how much rain are you going to get tomorrow? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the question. Um because that's really going to impact how the fishing pans out for the next week, really. Because um, I, you know, you hear maybe it's going to be a half inch, maybe it's going to be two inches. Um, I guess when people are listening to this, we'll we'll probably know the answer to that. <laughs> um, but it has been good. I mean, the fishing here, the flows are really nice for uh, for fall for sure. It's way better than uh, some of the past years. So that keeps it really nice. And then the temperatures been really good. So. Pretty much everything has been uh, fishing well the past, you know, week, week and a half um, that we've been able to get out on the the smallmouth bite's been good. Um, the the small stream fishing has been insane. That's what I was telling you before we got on. Um, it's that's really been cool. Um, there's been a couple of sections of of streams that uh, I fished regularly for the past several years. Um, that we went to and I had one of the best days I've ever had there just last week. So, um, it's definitely a time to get out because, you know, temperatures like this, it's, it's like actually a fall this year, <laughs> um, which has been kind of cool. So, uh, it's definitely a good time to get out because the, uh, the, the spawn for the small, um, small stream brook trout, we're still, you know, early for that, so we've got time to where we can get out and, and safely fish for them um, before before they start spawning and you don't want to mess with them. Um, and the temps have been good, the flow has been good, so it's kind of like living in a little perfect world right now for for me <laughs> yeah and so you know on the on the the trout front i imagine right if you're fishing those upper elevation streams those fish are pretty opportunistic so you have a lot of flexibility in terms of bugs and tactics right yeah and so the past week what's been interesting is watching the change from them eating primarily or not primarily but you know 80 percent of the flies that they were eating would be dry flies uh and then this past week, it was just, I fish a lot of dry droppers. Um, so you got your dry fly that's on the surface and then the nymph below. And uh, the change has just been, they've been eating the nymphs like crazy. Um, so that's happened since it's cooled down, which is kind of interesting um, because a lot of times this year, it seems like, you know, they, they do like eating dry flies and it still is relatively warm and there's still terrestrials around and, uh, and there's not as many you know, aquatic insects that are hatching out of the stream this time of the year as there are uh, other times of the year. But um, it's still worth putting on, you know, a dry fly and, and going out and at it. But uh, if you're trying to catch numbers, then uh, the nymph has been the way to go. And it's been, you know, really simple uh, patterns work well. Um, I, I tie and it's like a orange bead prince nymph. That thing does uh, does great. That's pretty much all year round that I fish that thing. Um, I think it's called like a hot beat prince or something like that, but that's been a great pattern. Um, and then, you know, other dumb little flies like the greeny weenie or the green weenie, depending on who you're talking to. Um, those fish really well. It's just like a little inchworm, really easy to tie to. Um, so yeah, both, both of those have been fishing well. Um, and then on the like smallmouth side of things, uh, we haven't seen, 
like the cicada bite or the topwater bites um, when they the annuals die. Um, it, that hasn't been crazy so far right now, but the guys that have been getting out with like just a plain old white streamer of some kind have been have been catching some pretty nice fish. Um, so I would definitely not just cross you know floating the river off to your list because um, it is still a, a viable option and will continue to be one um, until you know they start moving into their winter holes. And then of course you can still fish one then, um, but it just it changes a little bit. Yeah, got it. And we've got a question from Jackie, Ethan, and Jackie wants to know, and we've talked about this in kind of different ways, but probably not specifically about brook trout, you know, talking about, um, you know, when we're lucky because we're on the other side of this, kind of what's the magic number when you're taking stream temperatures, when you should stop fishing for brook trout and, you know, when should you uh, go back to the water? Uh, so, I mean, the typical or conventional wisdom is just in, if it's between, you know, 70 degrees or 68 degrees, you stop fishing. Um, now, I'm not a biologist, so I just listen to what the biologists say in that sense. Um, so, when I when I do take stream temps, that's typically, you know, not this time of the year that you have to worry about that as much um, because we're kind of at the tail end, like you said, of, of summer. Um, so, really, when that's the the most important time to be checking the stream temps um, and looking, you know, if it's like 68 degrees, a lot of times I'll stop fishing at that point. Um, and that's going to be typically like your August is when it is. Now, last year was a different year because we did have some of those hot days into September. Um, so that was, that would have still been a time where you'd want to check it. But we've had so many cool nights, you know, here already that I, the rest of this year, I don't think that's even going to be a problem. Um, so you're pretty much going to be good for the rest of this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and obviously as we move into winter, right, it's kind of, uh, you know, just like the fish become lethargic when it gets really, really hot. They also get to a point, you know, where they get really, really lethargic and they don't really want to eat when it's really cold. What's that temperature usually? You know, I, I don't take stream temperatures when it's really cold, honestly. Um, I just know it's cold. And, uh, so like if there's ice around the edges of the stream, uh, then I typically, I don't fish for them as much. Um, just because I don't like being out there. I I fish for muskie or something else at that time of the year. Um, so I don't actually know what the, the number would be per se. Um, I know that, you know, there are things that can injure fish if it's below freezing. You know, if you, if you catch a fish and it's literally freezing outside and you're like, pull them up over that water and you're taking photos like you can you can cause his eyes to freeze um which would obviously cause some problems there so there's probably like two sides to that you know just thinking off the top of my head would be you know if the air temperature itself is below freezing um you just would want to be careful with how you're handling the fish outside of water um but you know is it unsafe to catch them if it's 10 degree you know, outside and, or or 50 degrees outside, but the water temperature is 35. Like you said, they're just going to be really lethargic. Um, so you might be better off just tying flies than, uh, than fishing for brook trout, but you can catch them in the winter. Um, and it doesn't really get that cold here in central Virginia, um, to where you would have to be, you know, thinking about that. I, I think it was, it's only been like one time I remember in the past, three years that i saw a small stream like completely frozen over so it's uh that's 
than from me fishing, uh, you know, a lot. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. If you'll send them to us, you can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page or even Twitter. Um, if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag you'll get into a drawing for some cool stuff from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you hop, Ethan, why don't you let folks know where you're located, your shop hours and how to find you on the internet and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So we're in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, so it's like you said, pretty much we're in Virginia, right on the, uh, the James river is just right behind the shop. So, uh, you can get in contact with us there. You just come into the store. Um, the hours are pretty much nine to five every day, except for Sundays. Um, and then, you know, if you can't make it in that time, then you can find pretty much everything that we have online at tailtellersva.com, which is just like tailtellersvirginia.com. Um, and if you have questions, you know, about a, a tying product or material or uh, a certain pattern, anything like that, uh, or any of the equipment, you know, you can always give us a call as well. I'm pretty much the person that's always answering the phone. Um, so there's a couple other people that, that work here, but um, I'm the one that's doing the, the answers to emails and the phone calls, that sort of stuff. So if you have a question, even about something that I've said on a, on a previous podcast, anything like that, um, you can always just give us a ring that way. And, uh, I try to respond as promptly as possible, you know, but that's one thing with, you know, I wear a lot of hats. So <laughs> I, uh, I try to do my best. If uh, I don't get back to you like that exact second, then uh, just don't get too mad at me because I, I will respond and I'll be as quick as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, folks, you know, assuming we don't get washed out here in the next day or so, the fishing is going to be really awesome and you have a great chance to do smallmouth and to do trout at the same time. So get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.